just uh, just baby that's coming, uh, Emily and and Joseph. Pray for all of them, Lord, and and any others, uh, 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 Brother Gary and Brother Greg, and and all of them, Lord, that's on the prayer list. Sister Tara, Lord, we we always remember her in prayer and pray for her. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Go with us now as we attempt to preach this message. Help us understand some of these things that uh, a lot of people get confused about. Lord, I pray that you'll help us in everything. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. This title of this message is The Testimony of John the Baptist. Now, I want you to understand that's not John Baptist. Uh, I heard a man one time many years ago, he got up and he said he wanted to preach on John Baptist. And that's... That's not uh, uh, that's not his name. John did not have a last name. He was just called John the Baptist, and which I teach, and I some don't like it, but I can't help it. I teach that uh, John was the first Baptist preacher that ever was ever upon the face of the earth, and uh, because he was he was a mysterious person, sent from God, sent down from God to. To do one thing, and that's to institute baptism, and uh, and that's what he did. And he was called John the Baptist. Uh, and well, some people said, well, he was called Baptist because he baptized. Well, that even further, that even further tells us that uh, that uh, the Baptists do know about baptizing and baptism. And so, but anyway. Uh, the testimony of John the Baptist. In the coming of the solitary and suffering Christ was foreshadowed by a solitary and suffering Baptist preacher. You know, when John, when Jesus came to the earth, he came to the earth as a solitary person. He came as himself. He didn't come with anybody. He didn't have anybody with him. He didn't have any children. He didn't, he didn't have a, uh, he didn't have a mother. He didn't have a father here on the earth. Uh, he only had, uh, 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 he only, he was a solitary and a lot of people didn't understand where, where he came from. A lot of people didn't understand, uh, understand who Jesus was. Well, it's the same way with John the Baptist. John the Baptist, they didn't understand where he came from and, and who he was. But we do know that, uh, uh, he was, he was one of the greatest testifiers one of the first testifiers of Jesus uh, here here upon the earth. John the Baptist preached that he himself was sent to prepare the way for his testimony of, of his Lord and Savior. He was sent. He, he was sent for that reason. He was he wasn't sent here to for people to argue over if he had a last name or not. He was he wasn't sent here for those things. He was sent here that he may testify and introduce to the world the Lord Jesus Christ and who he is. And that's what he was sent here for. The Pharisees questioned him as to uh, who he was. And, and, and they asked him, they said, What then? Are you Elias? He said, I am not. They said, Art thou that prophet, referring to the Lord Jesus Christ? He says, and he answered, No. That's in John 1 and verse 21. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as saith, as saith by the prophet Isaiah. 
<clears throat> well, Isaiah spoke of almost the same thing. He introduced the Lord to us. I read that to you in Sunday school this morning. Uh, before Sunday school for our Bible reading, <clears throat> I read to you where Isaiah uh, uh, introduced the Lord, uh, who the Lord was and what he looked like and everything. Well, John the Baptist was sent here to do the same thing when he came to the earth. After the Lord came, before the Lord came to the earth, <clears throat> John testified of the fact that he was coming. Now, uh, you go, uh, the Bible says that uh, <clears throat> John said uh, uh, the, the king is coming, well, or the kingdom is coming, but actually the real translation of that is the king is coming. He, he said he, he came out of the woods uh, crying, uh, uh, the king is coming, the king is coming, the king is coming. And as the Lord Jesus Christ he was referring to, uh, that, that he was coming, that his kingdom was coming to the earth. Now, we want to think today that some sound Baptist preachers are very odd, and, and, but they're, they wasn't as odd as this Baptist preacher. You know, uh, there's even people that think I'm odd, but, but I, I wasn't as odd as this Baptist preacher. This was an odd Baptist preacher. He came out of the woods e- eating, uh, honey and locusts, and, and, uh, and he was a man, he was a, he just appeared on the earth. And nobody, and nobody knew who he was or where he came from. Nobody knew who his daddy was, his mama. Nobody knew any of those things. He just appeared on the earth and he was very odd in what he believed. Uh, when they asked him one time, they said, are you the Christ? He said, no. Uh, he, he said, I, he said, he that hath the bride is a bridegroom. But I'm only a, uh, I'm only a one that is witnessing it. In other words, John was saying that, that I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not even of the bridegroom of Christ. He said, he said, he, he's the one that has the bride. But uh, John said, I'm not even of the bridegroom of Christ. John the Baptist knew what the Lord wanted him to do, for he said he came to make straight the way of the Lord. To, to tell people the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's, that's more than a lot of people are doing today. A lot of people don't tell truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, they, they teach him as a Christ of, 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 of Armenianism. They teach him. Even Paul said that. Paul said they, said they teach different Christ. He said in the book of Philippians, he said some, some preach this Christ, some preach that Christ. And even in the, uh, even in the book of John, he said, they'll, 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 I mean, in Matthew 24, he said, they'll people be coming. Even at the end of time, people will be coming saying they're the Christ. And that's already happened. That's already happened. I don't know how many of you, uh, back several years ago, this man came through Vidalia carrying a cross. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Jim said he remembers it. This man came through Vidalia carrying a cross. And, and somebody interviewed him. Newspaper, somebody went up there and interviewed him. He said he was the Christ. You know, he, he said he was the Christ. Well, Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn wrote a book on his life. And at the end of that book, Benny Hinn wrote, Benny Hinn wrote that he was the Messiah. So you see, they're already here. They're already, uh, John, John, this same John, Warned to that in First John. Turn with First John, if you would. 
the third chapter. Let me show you where John warned of these things. In first John, in first John, he says, let's see, first John, let me get the right page here. My pages are together. He said, uh, little children, now this was in John's day. This was in approximately uh, 90 years after Christ was on the earth. Uh, here, here's what John said. He said, little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us. But were they, uh, because, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. They, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all, not all of us. So he, John said in his day, that was 90 years after Christ was crucified on the cross, John said there's many of them now. In that day, he said, there's many of them already out there. So you can imagine from the time of John the Baptist, I mean from the time of John the Apostle, all the way to today, how many there have been out there who have said they are the Christ. There have been many of them. Uh, uh, there have uh, been many of them who tried to mock Christ, who have tried to do the same thing he did. That man that was right over right here in Georgia, that man... Uh, uh, gathered up a crowd of people. Some say as many as maybe a thousand people, and they made a trail to Alabama where he was going to raise this woman from the dead. And they all went over there anticipating on him being able to raise this woman from the dead like Christ did, but it didn't happen. He was, he was, he, he was seen to be a fraud, that he wasn't really Christ. I mean, they've been everywhere. We, that's the reason you know, you gotta be careful who you're talking to. You gotta be careful who you're listening to. Because there's people out there, uh, I know somebody was telling me one time that, that, that they was uh, some followers or some evangelists, uh, from, I don't know where, here in Georgia somewhere, some evangelists where they said, if, if he told them, if he told them to go and jump in the, a fire, they would go and jump in it. Because they would do anything he told them to do. Well, I mean, folks, let me tell you, folks, there's people out there because they, they believe he, they believe this evangelist to be Christ. And, uh, and if you, if you'll remember that one that killed, uh, Sharon Tate and her family, uh, back there, uh, uh, he, he claimed to be the Christ. So they, they've been, they've been bunches of them here. And, but John the Baptist came and he said, I'm going to make straight the way of the real Messiah. I'm going to make straight his way. I'm going to testify and show you who he is. And that's exactly what he did. It is very important that we know who we are so that we can be true witnesses of the Lord. If we don't know who we are, then we cannot know the way of the Lord. John knew who he was. He knew that he was a Baptist preacher. And I'm going to say that with all the boldness in the world. He knew he was a Baptist preacher and he knew that he was to go out there and he was to witness of the Lord. John knew the Lord. As soon as he saw him, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God had taken away sin of the world. There he is. 
There he is right there. He, they said, he, he said, behold the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the world. So he introduced him to the world right there. He said, there he is. He was, and, and this was the first time John had seen him here. First, when he, when he introduced him, that was the first time John had seen him here. But he saw him. When John was baptizing down at the Jordan River, he saw Christ. He said, behold, the Lamb of God was taken away the sin of the world. And what happened during that time? Christ came over to John and Christ said, I have need to be baptized uh, of you. And Jesus, and John said, oh no. John said, this. John said, no, no. He said, I have need to be baptized of you. But John did not know that he was, he was, he was going to baptize Christ. So what, what are we saying here? What are we saying? We're saying that John the Baptist was sent here to baptize Christ. What he was sent here for. He was sent here to baptize Christ. When, when we talk about somebody being sent to you, that's serious stuff now. I, it really is. I don't think people take that very serious. That God sends you, God sends me to whomever he wants me to go to, and he sends you to whomever he wants you to go to and and a lot of people are not listening to what God's doing they're not listening to what God is saying to them because God has already chosen who's going to be saved under my ministry he's already chosen who's going to be saved because of your testimony God has already chosen those things just like John John the Baptist he he was odd but he was he, he was one of God's men and God has sent him he, so he knew, he knew the Lord, behold the Lamb of God. He was God's chosen vessel, vessel to bear, uh, away the, the sins. I'm sorry, he was a chosen vessel to bear away the sins of the people. Jesus was the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He came to give his flesh and to shed his blood on Calvary's tree for the sins of all of God's elect people. The shedding of blood that was God's Passover. If you, if you study the Old Testament, you find in, especially in the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus, if you study over in the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus, we don't have time today. I mean, we'd be here all night if we went all the way back over there and tried to explain to you what we mean by the Passover. But that was, that was when they put the blood on, on the doorpost and on the lentils, on the up, upside the doorpost. And everybody that had the blood up there, they passed over the house when it came became the death of the of the firstborn. And during during that great plague that came up on Egypt during that time that where God said he was gonna he was gonna kill the firstborn in every household. Well everyone that had that blood on the on the lintel, I mean on the door the doorpost and the lintel, uh they passed over. That's why that's why the blood is referred to as the Passover. That's why the Lord's Supper is referred to in the scriptures as a Passover. Because it's a it's a time when we realize that God has passed over us when it comes to sending people to hell. He passed over us because of the blood of Christ. Because of the blood that Jesus shed there. So that's Passover blood. It's a God's Passover and forgiving grace to all who believe in him. And, and as, and as to, believe in him as to who he was and who he claimed to be. John knew him to be, to be before him. John, John said, yeah, I know him, but he was before me. 
Well, John came here before Christ came. John, John was on the earth before Christ came, but he said, Christ came before me. What is he talking about? Well, he's talking about before the world ever began. Because we know the Bible teaches, he said, he, he came, he was, he was before me. He is before all things. He, he is the firstborn from the dead. We are all called to be his servants, um, to, by virtue of the fact that he died for us. I have never understood how one can say they are saved and they don't want to serve him. Cause that's exactly what, that's exactly what he does. Just like I told Anison the other Sunday morning, uh, when she was, her little girls were sitting up here. I said, when you come out of that water, that means that you have been born to, to, to serve him. That's what that means. That's immediately when, when you come out of that water, you start serving him. And, and that's what you do until the rest of your life, until the Lord calls you home. Now, John knew, uh, John knew he was on earth. Um, he was on earth before himself. He said he is preferred before me. In all things, he must have the preeminence. That's what Paul said. He must also must said he must have the preeminence. He must be first in our life. Jesus must stand in the front of all of us, all of our purposes. What, what is your purpose in life? Well, Christ is in front of it. What was John Baptist, John the Baptist purchase in life, purpose in life? Jesus was in front of it. He put Christ out there in front. He put Christ out there in view. That's what his, what his job, his calling was here to the earth. He put him out there in front. Well, we should do the same thing. Everything we do, we should have Jesus out there in the front going before us. And, and, but, you know, Jesus is not gonna, Jesus is not gonna go to the beach before you. You're going to go in spite of him. I'm, I'm serious. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, G- Jesus is not going to uh, do these things uh, uh, before you that you shouldn't be doing. It's only the things that he has called you to do that you put him out there in front of you. Uh, you know, praise God, uh, I've tried to do that in all, all these years in, in pastoring and preaching. All these years, I've tried to put him out there in front of me. As being, you know, every, every night I pray, God, walk in front of me. Walk, show me what path I need to take and what I need to do each and every day. And we do that. And, and, and the thing about it is, is you got so many today that they, they don't take that serious. When a servant of the Lord becomes more anxious to get himself or herself the, the eminence in the world, then they have become a traitor toward the Lord. You know, when we, when we try to put ourselves before Him, you know, Brother Sam, I bless his heart, he's not here today, but I've heard Brother Sam pray, Lord, please don't let me get out in front of you. Please don't let me get out in front of you. Well, let me tell you folks, everybody needs to pray that. Please don't let me get, let me follow you, Lord. Let me follow you and what you want me to do. Well, that's what John the Baptist was saying here when he said he was before me. He, he was preferred before me because he's the one, he's the reason I'm here. All the purpose that I'm here is because of him. And every purpose you have in this world, will, as far as the God, Lord's service is concerned, is because of him. It's all because of him. And that's the reason you have to put him out in front of every purpose in this. <clears throat> 
uh, uh, whether we like it or not, God prefers his son over anything the world has to offer. He's over anything the world. The world has a lot to offer. I was just talking to a lady uh, that comes and drinks coffee with us every now and then in the morning. I'm not going to mention her name over the Internet here, but uh, was talking to her. She just got back from Mexico, and she went down to visit Mexico. And, 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 and she said, I said, well, when are you going back to Mexico? She said, uh, most of the people weren't very friendly to me. And I'm, I'm not saying anything about that. But she said, where she went to, she said, people weren't very friendly to me. Well, she, what she, where she went to, I don't know, some of y'all may be familiar with this. She, they, she visited a mansion down there. This lady's got all kinds of money. She visited a mansion down there where she said in every room, the man has a art, he's an artist. And he has a picture of a naked man hanging in every room. Are y'all familiar with that place? You know, he had, and she said every room they went in, so there was a picture of a naked man hanging in there. And she said, I, they, they told me that it was a beautiful house. She said it was a beautiful house, but she said when they, she saw that, it became ugly all of a sudden. And she said, I'll never go back there. I'll never go back to that place again. Uh, y'all familiar with that place? I don't know, you know, I, I don't even remember the name of what she said it was. But anyway, that's what she said. And so, but you know, we follow Christ. We don't follow ourselves. We don't follow, we, we don't, we don't go out of head of Him. John knew Christ would be the Savior of His people. The Paschal Lamb was laid up on the, was laid up on the tenth day of the month and, and was manifested on the fourteenth day of the month. You can learn more about all of this on, about the Day of Atonement. You know, the, the, Pasch, the Paschal Lamb was laid up before the atonement. Well, the atonement day, he was laid up, he was put up, and he was examined. He was looked over. He was to make sure that he was exactly what, what that Paschal Lamb should be. You know, he couldn't have a spot. He couldn't have a blemish of no kind. But that lamb was put up before that time, and he was raised. That lamb was raised for one purpose, and that was to, 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 uh, sacrifice it on the Day of Atonement. That family lamb, the Paschal lamb, that family lamb was laid up, and, 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 and that lamb was, was, was spotless. That, that lamb was free of, of any sickness. That lamb was free of any disease. He was free of any spots. He was free of everything, or God wouldn't accept it. Well, that's the way Jesus Christ was. Jesus was free of everything. Free of everything. Jesus had no spot of sin on him. He had, he had no he had no spot of, of the filth of the world on him, and he he was he was free. And John John said uh, uh, he knew Christ that was the Savior of his people. Why? Because he was the perfect Lamb of God. John knew these things, and John introduced him to the people. It was John who God chose to manifest the Savior of Israel. This was that. This was that Baptist preacher's testimony. This is also my testimony to you today. Jesus will save all who will come to him. That's my testimony. I, I believe in that perfect Jesus. I believe in the Jesus that John spoke about here. I believe, I believe in, I believe who he is. I believe what he is. And I'm here to tell you today that if, if you come to him, he'll save you. Simple. 
If you'll come to Him, He'll save you. And that's simple. John knew this Christ was the anointed one. He said, I am the Spirit. I, I'm, in other words, let me get it back. Let me get this right. He said, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it abode upon Him. Where did John see that at? John speaks of it here. We, I just read it to you in the text. John spoke of it. Where, where did John see that at? At the baptism of Christ. If you'll remember, after he baptized Christ, turn with me third chapter of Matthew, if you would. Third chapter, church, third chapter of Matthew. And I want to read to you something there. In the third chapter of Matthew, it says, in Jesus, in the sixteenth verse, third chapter of Matthew, he says, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's where John saw it at. About back over here in the, when John testified of Christ. He said, I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same saith unto me in the 33rd verse of our text, same saying unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, he the same, the same is he that baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. What does he mean by baptized of the Holy Ghost? He means that when the Lord saves you, he gives you the Spirit. You're covered by the Spirit. You're covered by the Spirit. You cover from the rest of your days on this earth. If you're saved, you're covered by the Spirit. But how we, how we just, how we don't even think about that in our lives sometimes. The way we live and what we do. We don't, we don't put Christ first. We put ourselves first. We, we don't put Christ. It's like a man told me one time. He said, what's mine is mine. He said, it don't belong to anybody else. But that's not true. What's yours is Christ because he has everything. He owns everything. Everything is his. What's, what's yours is Christ. He, he said in, uh, this is for all of you who have been scripturally baptized. Ye shall be witnesses unto me when the power of the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's what he told them in Acts 1 and verse 3. He told all the disciples there, he says, he told, he told them this very thing. He says, he said, ye shall be witnesses unto me when the power of the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, how many of you have witnessed of Christ? How many of you have gone on and just done your thing and, and not even think about witnessing the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, well, I can't preach, but you can talk. You say, you women say, I can't preach, but, but you can tell other people about Jesus. You know, it, it don't take it don't take a Baptist preacher. A Baptist preacher just leads you to the right way. You're the one that's got to get on that path and follow it and do what the Lord would have you do. And uh, uh, there are two aspects, and I'm going to be finishing up here in just a minute. There are two aspects of the work of Christ. Number one, He shall take away the power that sin has held upon His elect. You know, sin, sin had me down one, at one time. Oh, it, it had me down bad at one time. 
Somebody come and say, let's go do this. Man, I was the first one in that ready to go. Let's go. You know. Somebody say, let's go do this or that. I'd say, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Even when, when I was witness to, I tried to find hell because I was going to run right into it. But God wouldn't let me do it. He wouldn't let me find it and he wouldn't let me run into it. Instead, he took me out of it, took me away from it. What a great blessing that is. So he shall, the second thing that he shall do, he shall send the Holy Ghost to each of us, each of them, or us. You know, you'll say, well, do I have the Holy Ghost today? You do. Do I have the witness of the Holy Spirit? Sometimes you do. What, 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 what do we have? We have the Holy Spirit. You're walking around, Dave. If you're saved, you're walking around with the Holy Spirit. And wherever you go, you take the Holy Spirit with you. So you think, you wonder why that he's grieved sometimes? Because we take him to some places we shouldn't be. We take him to some places we should stay away from. And it's sad to say, but uh, uh, a lot of people are not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to believe that most people just believe if anybody's religious, they're okay. If any church is, is, is calls itself a church, they're okay. I, I see some I see some posts put on Facebook that that tells that that it scares me to death because it just it, it may, if somebody is religious, they're fine. If somebody says something good, if says something good and clear about God, they're fine. You know, you you can't just follow anything. There's a lot, a lot out there that's not true, not, not what they should be. If you're saved and have been scripturally baptized, you have the evidence of salvation in you today. You have it in you today. And I pray that God will see fit to show it, bring it out to you, and you'll become just like John the Baptist was, that Baptist preacher. You'll come to witness to Christ to people that don't know him. You'll say, there's nobody in the world now don't know him. Yes, they are. There's people out there don't know him. They don't know who he is. Let me tell you, folks, I, I, I know just how dumb I was when I was first witness to. There are most people out there are just as stupid as I was. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about Christ. When I was 10 years old, I was taken to Sunday school, and I was told, who, I was told about Christ, but I didn't know anything about him. You know, and I was even coaxed down a church aisle when I was 10 years old. But I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't know, I didn't know Jesus. It wasn't until I was 22 years old that I came to know Jesus and who he was. And I was already married before I came to know who Jesus was. And I will tell you folks, I'm thankful to the people who introduced Christ to me, starting with my wife who introduced Christ to me, who Jesus was. And I'm thankful for that today, and I'm thankful for anybody who witnesses for Christ. Uh, just, just back several years ago, I'll tell this story, and then I'm done. Uh, a uh, lady called me up one day from Lexington, Kentucky. This has been several years ago. She called me up, and she said, We've got a fell in our church said, all he does is he goes out and pass out tracts and tells people about Jesus and said, we've got people calling the church saying, tell, 
tell him to quit doing that. They, they don't like that. And she said, what do you think we ought to do with him? I said, leave him alone. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Just leave him alone. Let, 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 the, let the guy witness. Let him testify of what Jesus has done for him. Let, let him pass out tracts. Let him pass out things like that. Don't be ashamed of him. The people that you ought to be ashamed of are the people that's calling you and telling you you ought to do something about it and stop him from doing it. You know, that, that's, that's happening. That's happening today. You know, people don't like that. We used to pass out a, a, a little church pamphlet here, but people didn't like it when they got it. A lot of people didn't like it when they got it. A lot of people quit passing it out because people didn't like it. You know, they, they didn't like it when they got it. And so thereby, you know, people people don't like it any more day than they did back in John's day when they ridiculed John and when they ridiculed Jesus. They ridiculed John because of who he was. And what did they finally do with John? They finally cut his head off. That's, bad. That's the only Baptist preacher I know of that had his head cut off. He cut John. They cut John's head off, and they put it on a they put it on a platter, and they carried it in, and they showed all the people there at Herod's uh, birthday party. They showed all the people there the head of John the Baptist. They showed it to him. You know why? Because Herodias, who was the wife of, of Herod, she, Herod had asked her, what is it you want? And, and she said, I want the head of that Baptist preacher. She said, I want his head. And so what did he do? He was having a birthday party for her daughter, which was not, it was not Herod's daughter, it was Herod's stepdaughter. That little daughter got out there and she danced naked as a jaybird in front of all of them. She, she, she got out there in front of them, danced around, and, and, and finally there's somebody came through there with a, 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 a platter, and they had on it the head of John the Baptist, and they presented it to Herodias, the wife of, wife of, um, Herod, which, which, which the girl that was dancing was his stepdaughter. But they presented it to him. She wanted the head of that Baptist preacher, and she got it. It's like I've told people here many times, and I still tell you today, that if you want this preacher's head, you can have it. Because you can get it. I guarantee you, and you'll say, well, uh, people don't cut people's head off today. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just want this Baptist preacher. I told somebody a long time ago, all you got to do is get people together. They can run me off. They can get rid of me. I won't, I won't be testifying anymore to this church. Because you can get enough people together here to run me off. That's easy to do. But let me tell you, folks, you're going to be doing a bad thing, just like I told that lady when she stops that guy from passing out tracts and such and such as that and witnessing for the Lord. I said, y'all going to do a bad thing. It's not right. All right, let's, 